Sunday evening, and it's a Sunday, our first Sunday of 2021. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> what? Come on, guys. Just like a, a, a little salute. You know, I thought the whole talk about it before this podcast was like, we'll be, we'll be all positive in 2021. It'll be all right. And then as soon as I said, Happy New Year, I got a salute from John Joe. I got a salute from John Joe and some Bruce looks from the other team. <laughs> I thought there was like an introduction where we get to introduce ourselves, but... <laughs> I was wrong. I apologize. Happy New Year, everyone. How are you? Happy New Year. <laughs> um, we have no guest. Uh, it's our, I feel I feel slightly lost. We don't we don't have a guest um, this week because um, we kind of just wanted to rant about twenty uh, twenty and go on about you know hopefully try and get some positives out of it and maybe think forward to twenty twenty one. So we didn't want to sort of kind of get a guest in and then just bamboozle them with random sort of goings-ons um so yes with me tonight uh we have uh john joe cosgrove hello everyone welcome to 2021 <laughs> we have peter ray allison good evening everyone and happy new year and we have mark county welcome to 2021 we made it in one piece <laughs> we may have Just. a josh we may have a josh varney popping in later um but we're not sure. He'll be our special guest tonight. There we go. Apparently, his um, apparently his kids stole his Xbox or or something along those lines. Hence, he's <laughs> he's waiting. <laughs> so uh, yeah, right. So, um, twenty twenty guys. Um, first up, how how did Christmas go for you all? How, how was Christmas? Peace it's all right. With with well, a, nothing much. No. <laughs> did you? Really nothing. Um. TV was rubbish as per usual. Um, there was nothing really to do apart from eat a load of food, play video games with your friends online. That was it. That was that was Christmas. Oh, and um, Christmas movies, you know. You've always got to watch stuff like Die Hard, Home Alone, uh, Jingle All the Way. Um, I love Jingle All the Way. Still an absolute <laughs> classic. And Elf. Yeah, That's it. I watched Elf, watched Home Alone, uh, Christmas Story, which is, is it seems like nobody watches a Christmas story in the UK. It must be like an American thing, but my family <laughs> love it. A Christmas Story, love that film. Watched that. Um, and watched Elf. Um, but yeah, I don't, th- I'm trying to think. We watched loads of war films. So as soon as Christmas kicks <laughs> in, all, all these sort of, well, the thing is like, um, you have all the old school World War Two things like The Longest Day and Operation Crossbow and um, what else do we watch? Um, the Great Escape and you know these these always seem to be on at this time of year and you know then you get the the epics like Ben Hur and and things like that which sort of you know we watch as well because you know I don't know there's something about old school films I kind of find quite warming and um, you know. It's yeah, it's comfort. Yeah, I kind of like. I kind of like. To you. Yeah, and I, I like the, I like the sort of orchestral music you get, the over the top sort of. I, I, I watched. I watched the sound of music. <laughs> I don't know why. I watched it the whole way through for the first time oh. ever. I've I've seen clips of it, and and because my mom wanted to watch it, um, I I got I got things. I I was able to get home. I I thought I wasn't able to get going to get home because of of the um the travel bans and things. Uh, literally, I bought I bought some, but I bought a boat. Uh, not a boat. I bought some tickets on a boat. I didn't buy a boat. Uh, <laughs> I bought a boat. I bought a boat. <laughs> I bought some tickets for 
from the drive from Manchester to Scotland and across, and then obviously Scotland went, nah, nobody's going across this border, and I was like, ah, oh, crap, and I was like, ah, oh, can I do Wales? No, then they were like, nobody's coming across this border, and I was like, oh, great, this is awesome, and then uh, Northern Ireland, being Northern Ireland, just kind of went, yeah, we'll think about it, and it was just like, ah, oh. so I risked it and bought some flights, stuck the dog in. <laughs> um kennels stuck some flights and then it was literally to the very end to like the day i left was refreshing the news and they were all like you know you know such and such is saying that we shouldn't have it i i understand you know why um uh and you know it it was just one of those things i was being completely selfish because i was just like i don't get to see my family very often if at all and um (laughs) I was really looking forward to seeing them, so I, I did. I did get to see them, uh, which which was which was good. Um, and yeah, so we we got to watch a lot of old school films, and then uh, it was a short trip, unfortunately. But yeah, got back, and um, yeah. here we are. Um, Didn't buy jet ski then and go go by the Isle of Man. Or no, no, it was unfortunately flat. I had to stick Boz, I had to stick Boz into kennels, and uh, he wasn't impressed. Um, was was still in the kennels when he, when you got back? Yeah, he was. Uh, and he didn't never, go home then. He, did, he, did, <laughs> he didn't make his way. He didn't make his way back. Um, so he it's literally nice. he saw me because he know because he's he's got such a good memory. Dog has got such a good memory. Like and he he hasn't been there for for ages because obviously he's been working from home, so he doesn't need to be. And uh, I brought him up there, and as soon as he sort of looked out the window, he just went, "Nope, I'm." I know what you're doing. Uh, he refused to move, <laughs> but he kind of does this thing where it's like um, he—he's quite—he's a, a strong dog, um, but he—he he, he knows I'm stronger than him. So he, he kind of pushed back on it. He's like, "I'm not moving." And then he's got this like harness thing which I can pick him up with. And as soon as I touched that harness, he just sort of went, "Ah, oh, crap!" And he—he he walked on because he knew he was going to get pulled <laughs> off and stuff. Pulled off. Oh, he's he's going to get you know uh, brought into the kennels. And um, yeah, he wasn't impressed at all. He, he just started howling and whelping and generally not being the bear dog. He he looks like he was acting like, you know, a, a puppy that was sort of getting left behind. And, yeah, has was he very... forgiven you yet? Yes, he has. He's forgiven me and stuff. <laughs> but it was just like, my... Gosha had a bit of cried a bit before she left. She wouldn't go up to leave him off. So I had to sort of be the brave one to leave leave her boy off for a couple of days and uh in in the kennels and stuff it was, it was only a couple of days but it was just like mm. Fair child yeah so yeah Fair child yeah <laughs> but yeah there you go uh, so. no, i had a quiet one normally we were in with the in-laws and her grandparents and stuff but this year because her in her um grandparents are in their 80s and her mum and dad are still having to work with the public and sarah's doing that we thought just not best not to sort of mix and match really because yeah. her mum's her mum's diabetic i've obviously got my own health issues we thought it's probably best not to play dice this time of year really we've made it this far so with only the one scare on my part <laughs> yeah i mean like i've got three kids so we're kind of trying to keep christmas a bit festive as much as we can so i mean like my mother-in-law came over who we we're in a support bubble with mostly so she can use our internet because she doesn't have like you no know, internet connection at her, at her home so like, she came over for christmas dinner but that was it. We didn't do it usual kind of secret, um, Santa special steam tray. We didn't do any kind of the, the Christmas Carol switch on at the um, at the at the, at the village Christmas tree, and which kind of just kind of just a bit of it, but kind of like made a bit special with the kit for the kids. Um, mm. My um, my eldest son he got a 
uh, chemistry kit and electronics kit, and we think he's going to become MacGyver. <laughs> he's basically been kind of like, okay, I've got this chemical from the kitchen, and I'm going to uh, mix it with another one and see if we can get a reaction. Oh God! <laughs> it's when he says, when he says, I just need a ball of string, an AA battery, and a pencil. That's when you're in danger. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's been also like he also uh, on the electronic. He created a radio and was picking up music and, and radio signals on his radio. It's like, okay. He's definitely going to become MacGyver. <laughs> so I think I think for next Christmas, all I'm going to get him is like is like some double D four and duct tape. Are your are your kids still? Uh, th- are they at the age that they still believe in Santa Claus? Or um, my eldest daughter, my daughter, who's eldest, um, doesn't. My uh, youngest, who's five, still does. Yeah. And my middle one, who's about nine. Um, he has this selective belief. <laughs> He's agnostic towards uh, towards. If presents, if presents still come because he believes in Santa, that's fine. <laughs> I always, I always used to remember the Simpsons part of it when it was just go. Um, there's only one fat guy that brings his presents. His name ain't Santa. <laughs> <laughs> right. What I, a way to live by. I like you. Um, I think that was actually how I then that wasn't real you know i i can understand like having kids and stuff you must be so magical or with you know you know i like giving i like for me um getting <coughs> getting presents um isn't as massive as a thing but sort of getting a present for somebody else is really important like i love it i love seeing other people's faces and stuff when they they get something they want and stuff and i i sort of i go a bit overboard sometimes and uh but you know, it must be amazing seeing kids just absolutely oh. amazed by the entire thing. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, just like my youngest face when he came downstairs and saw all these presents and like the stockings, Christmas stockings filled with presents. He was like going, oh. and like, and like, there's kind of like some um, some carrots that have been left, and like there were some crumbs for my mince pie that like, <laughs> and just added a lot of verisimilitude. My my mum, and now bear in mind, I'm 39 years old. My sister is. 44 uh, my brother is 37 no i think 37 uh or it'll be 38 soon um we we still get stockings now and my mom like they're like that because we always as kids um santa always used to put them on our beds so you'd wake up you go to bed you wake up and you know there would be a stocking there and then that's when you knew santa was there it was amazing that amazing feeling that Santa had been, and there was a stocking on you. And my mum still leaves the uh, leaves the oh. um, the stockings out for us. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I think you've got to have something like that. You've got to have a tradition. Yeah, tradition. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we do the same. Although, like, we still have stockings. We still have stockings, like for Kate and I and the kids. But we have it down in the lounge. Yeah. Mostly because the kids' bedroom is essentially a minefield of like oh, dis- discarded toys, and I would kind of kill myself <laughs> trying to negotiate it <laughs> in the dog and putting toys in. Stocking, so so how did you stumble the fire? But see, I don't know. I you know my parents must be absolute ninjas because there wasn't once either that. And I'm a pretty light sleeper, so I I would remember sort of as kids, you know, we would do all kinds of things. Like we put water on top of the door, so if the door opened, it would fly in there. You know, we would do (laughs) stuff trying so we could snag Santa. But they were obviously wise to all of this, and um. You know, we would sort of we we go to bed super early, like Christmas. You know, Christmas Eve, yeah. we would go to bed at like 
if we could go to bed like four in the afternoon, we probably would, you know, but it was like, you know, as early as possible, but then we wouldn't be able to sleep. And then you'd be, you'd feel it was going on for ages. And then suddenly you just conk out and you go, oh, I've just closed my eyes and you'd wake up and the stocking would be there. And you'd be like, oh my God, he's being, and it was just like, yes. And you just charge down to the sort of front room and it was just like, you know, presence there and just like, oh. <gasps> the best things ever and then you'd have to wait till seven o'clock for your parents to get up because that was the minimum time before they would sort of get up and things and it's like every parent has plus 10 in their stealth stats (laughs) mostly because the number of times we have to do the tooth fairy all right okay yes the tooth which means you sneak into the bedroom reach into the pillow without disturbing them get out the tooth put a put a pound coin in and then sneak out again without any rattling which is hard when you've got like, a two little tooth in a pot and yeah a few times i have to go oh i'm just just making sure you're okay i heard <laughs> i heard a noise just wanted to check you're okay uh-huh. you go back to sleep now <laughs> you leave that window open i swear i just saw something fly out of it yeah oh what's this Thing is, <laughs> so if, as kids you kind of because you you don't question it you don't you know i you know i don't if my, I saw my parents doing something like that, which I don't remember, to be honest, um, I don't think I would have questioned it because you, you kind of just wanted to believe and it didn't really sort of, yeah. it didn't really matter. Um, I remember finding out that sort of, you know, I remember walking down the road with my friend and I know exactly where it happened. Um, we were at what we, what we call the creamery in my village called Balikari and it, it's it's all houses now, but it used to be like an old cream. It used to be a creamery, obviously, where they sort of, you know, they do, they, they get all the milk processed, the milk, make cheese and so, stuff like that. And we were walking past that and my mate at the time, David Lawson, was like, um, yeah, so, um, you know, Santa Claus isn't real. And I was just like, what? <laughs> what? Oh, and it was just man. like, uh, I can't even remember what age I was, but I remember like fighting tooth and nail going, he totally is. I found a, like I lied. I was like, I found a bit of his beard in, in on the tree. And we, my dad had cunningly made a recording of Santa Claus coming into the house and going ho 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 and like talking to my mum and stuff and then <laughs> using the toilet and then proving and saying this well this he's obviously real because here's a recording of him and we didn't sort of pick up that it was just my dad and a different accent and stuff but it was just like you know for us that was proof so it's just like yeah. yeah this this was proof and it was just like it was it was horrible when I when I realized and then I, and I got back and then things started to click in and then it was just reality started to sort of kind of fall and I was like no Oh, oh no, that's it. The one other thing, like Gosia, um, like the Polish, they do their um, Christmas. Uh, they have a, they have like a Saint Nicholas Day, which is like the sixth yeah. of December, uh, where the kids sort of get like, like stocking, you know, like sweets and things like that, and then they get their Christmas where Santa Claus comes on the twenty fourth. So you know. Gosha not having Christmas on the 24th was a big big shock there because she's obviously used to it and yeah. we have it on the 25th now they have they open their presents on the evening so Father Christmas comes on the evening of Christmas Eve for them uh, and then they have food and then they um they have some food the next day as well but for us it's literally just Christmas Eve is a, is a day to get ready and then on Christmas Day it's the big sort of thing big but day. yeah yeah I, and, and you know, I, I kind of felt bad for her because it was it was different. Um, but yeah. you know, she got a lot of presents and things, so I think I made up for it. So I think she's all right. <laughs> yeah, 
things. Yeah, what's that? You know, it's just sort of for me. It, it really is about the sort of like I got some nice. I got some Song of Ice and Fire um, miniature stuff. So I got loads of that stuff now. I got a an awesome. Um, uh, I don't think I've got it here actually. Um, it's a it's a a D and D a D twenty um, night lights that which changes color. Uh, which is was pretty cool. My sister's uh, husband <laughs> husband got us that. Um, me and my brother got one, um, and yeah, some other little bits and pop. I got like a Stein, a wooden Stein. Go, she got me this awesome like wooden Stein thing. Um, and yeah, it was just sort of, but it was just good watching other people and stuff opening their their gifts and and stuff. So yeah, it's that's uh, it, it is pretty magical. I'm looking forward if you know if I ever get to the point of having kids, I'll. Um, you know, that'll be a big thing, I think. And I can understand why my parents, you know, Christmas was always quite magical for them as well. Because, um, you know, having having kids being super excited about Christmas. Was, it does add to it. I mean, yeah. it, I, mean, it, I, mean I, I mean, before I had kids, it was just like, yeah, Christmas, okay, I get presents. Yeah. Well, whatever, I'll get presents for my friends. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's when I'm seeing their faces when they come downstairs, when they go when they, when they go, when they go on the Santa special. Um, I mean, just the small stuff. When we all go around to the village pub after singing carols around the tree, and just like having like um, mince pies and drinks with the rest of the village, it's just like, yeah, it feels a lot different than uh, for me than it would have done like before kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, when it's... I was, I went through the whole Santa's not real thing when I was younger, but where I'm the baby of the family, I got a kind of a an idea of how it's it switches good. around because my middle brother came and stayed with us with his twins. And they were sort of like two or three, and so it was. It was very much a big, a big thing then of having to do stuff for the kids, and they had all the all the all the presents, and of course, having that the whole Christmas morning thing with the kids there made me realise that I didn't necessarily need to be quite so disillusioned about it, because you know I I kind of got a second chance to sort of think about it while I was still like about twelve or thirteen. Yeah. To realise that okay maybe it's not that bad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, it's sort of I I can say like there's a lot of people I you know I know who don't like Christmas and for me it's mad it's just like why why don't you like Christmas but if you've not been brought up in that situation where oh. it's a big thing it's so all it was massive for us like I've I've had 39 years of my life I've been and I've never had a Christmas in Manchester um and I've been here 20 years now so I it's always been in Northern Ireland it was that was the one thing that was upsetting me the most about not being able to go home was just like you know I've always had Christmas in Northern Ireland it's always been you know a massive thing more so now because my dad's dead so it's just like you know it's like the last vestige of the family sort of tradition and you know not having it anymore sort of just feels like oh no this is reality sort of going um so yeah it's just yeah just christmas is just one of the only times when you actually feel that people can be together it's one of the only times that you're almost guaranteed that people can actually have that time with each other to enjoy almost like reflect on the past year as well and i think a lot of people still see it almost like a religious side of it but it's i think it's transcended no, it's tradition for many people. I mean, I know a lot of people that are non-Christian and they obviously still celebrate Christmas yeah. and that's a lot to them. They And they all say the same thing. It's because it's family. Yeah. Nothing to do with presents, nothing to do with the shit TV or with dinner. 
you always go for family. Well, that was like the, the big thing for me this year was that my mum and dad could not come down from Middlesbrough to kind of join us on Christmas Day. And like nanny and grandpa, like nanny and grandpa have been coming down to visit, like, well, since, yeah, since the kids. And not having them there for the first time in 12 years really hit hard mm. um, for me because it was just like, this isn't Christmas, not without mum and dad. I mean, okay, yeah, we've got like mother-in-law here and she's a fantastic grandma, but it just felt, it was, it was, there was a hole missing, you know, yeah. like, no, mm. so it just wasn't the same. And it's just like, mm. that's, oh, look, that, that is one thing that sort of, it, 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 it makes me feel slightly sort of, it, there's one day that that's going to happen for me. It's going to be, I'm going to have to, you know, um, you know, the, that, that Christmas that I've had for so long is not going to happen anymore. And, uh, yeah. that's sort of going to be a massive, yeah gut punch i think because it's just going to be because I, I remember my mate russell saying um like and he's been in manchester nearly as long as i have and stuff and he said his first christmas away from home he's it's, it's horrible man because you don't you don't really you know you, you're so used to something it's it you just oh, you know you get regime. used to it you get used to it and you you, you obviously will sort of uh, attune yourself to it but you know it's it, not fun yeah it really is i mean i went through it three times now because i went through Mum passed away when I was about 17, so that was obviously a big shock. Then when Dad passed away about 15, 16 years ago, um, then that was also a bit of a shock because I was in, living in a shared house and it just worked out I was ill over Christmas. So I was supposed to be going to stay with a friend and ended up sitting at home in a house with bugger all on <laughs> with stomach work. So, you know, that doesn't feel very Christmassy either. And then a bit of a shock to the system when I started seeing my now wife going and doing Christmas with them because obviously I was still getting to know the family. Yeah. <laughs> and you just kind of like, bonk. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that must be quite hard. Yes. It was a shock. Yeah. But, you know, you've just got to keep trying to find stuff that's pos- positive in it. And, you know, yeah. don't let yourself think about what's missing when it happens. Think about think what about, you got. Think about what you have and what you do. Yeah. Well, that's it. Isn't it? I, I think a part of me sort of reconciled myself with it when, when I, I was pretty sure I wasn't going to get home. Um, mm-hmm. I was like at the initially I was just like I was trying to hype foot and kneel to sort of kind of find a way uh, I I could get back, and then it was just like well you know it like you said before the podcast it could be worse. I'm here with you know my my beautiful girlfriend. Um, I've got my my dog. Um, you know it's it's not going to be the same, but you know I'll I'll, I'll make up for it and stuff like that. So yeah, so it was you know I'd sort of said right well I can deal with this. Um, so. Yeah, it's just I think when I get there, when I go back home, I love I love it because it's like it's sort of how it's, it's always home. it's how it's how it's, how it's always been. As much as Northern Ireland winds me up shocking, you know, something shocking um, politically and stuff, you know, it is still you know home, and you know that sort of coming into that That's house. Always going to be your home. Yeah. That's always going to be your home, whichever one you look at. You know. Yeah. I mean, I do envy that as well, but because we moved around a lot when I was growing up. So I lived in four or five different places. So for me, Christmas was being with my family. It wasn't ever a particular house. I don't have a house that I grew up all my life in. Yeah. Well, I we we've had two. Uh, well, mm. technically, technically three. So we had the one that I was in until I was about thirteen, um, and um, uh, and then there was one that we're in now that my dad designed and stuff. And that sort of like that house because my dad designed it and stuff is 
it's like my mom's sort of talking about selling it and stuff because it's too big. Like she's on her own and mm. it's too big yeah. for her and stuff. Uh, it's a big house and she's talking about selling it and stuff. And I'm just like, no, don't no. sell it. It's like, it's like, you know, the the family home and stuff in it, you know, and it's just sort of, it makes me, oh, it makes me choke up even thinking about it. But it's just like, um, yeah. well, my mum and dad lived, lived in the same house um that, that they moved in together with so i was born in there and like you know i know the area as any child does incredibly well um but and it lives in the middle spirit the northeast and i am shall we say just i never liked i never liked it growing up there being a kid in the in the middlesbrough right but it's still home you yeah. know and there's still a part of you and there's still bits, bits of it and i mean i get i love living in morley and i'll and I'm happy to stay here and um, living near Derby, mm. but yeah, it's like home is not so much where the heart is. Just home is, you know, it has a very special place mm. in your life, and nothing can be really close to it. I mean, it's your memories as well, isn't it? I mean, going back about four or five years ago, um, one of my aunts passed away, and I was back up in um, Sutton, which is where I was born and did a lot of my growing up, and. Um, it just worked up. I was up there on my own because Sarah couldn't get off of work. And the pub they had the reception in was just down the road from my old junior and infant school. Mm. So I just caught the train up and I just said, ah, everyone's like, do you want to lift? That's like, fine. I, I, I can remember the way. And so I walked down, obviously, to my old junior school, my old infant school, walked through, walked back to my original house that we, well, I was born in and walked through and it's all changed and some things haven't and all that. And it's it's kind of weird because... I hadn't done that walk since I was about eight or nine. And so you're going back to me at about 39 or so, 38, yeah. 39 years old. And the first thought was I seem to remember this walk being an awful lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> but it was weird, the things that have changed and the things that haven't changed as well. Uh, it just gives you a bit of perspective, really. I um I got a chance to sort of, my the house, my first house I was in, um, I um after sort of my my dad died and stuff I would um I had this thing about going around and I've still got some uh it's like I got his ashes and I put them in little vials so uh, anywhere I would go or we being together and stuff I would sort of place them around and stuff so if we I went on holiday I'd bring one with me and stuff and so I wanted to put one in our in our first house and my mom's like you're gonna have to ask permission you're gonna have to ask the owners and I say yeah okay so I walked up to the door they asked permission and just started blubbing and crying. <laughs> they got this oh. sort of like six foot three guy crying at their door, and they're like, uh, and I'm like, you know, I'm, I used to live here. And, oh, Mr. You know, uh, the Geary said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to come in? And they let, let me come into the house. And um, it was mad because it was just like, in my mind, the house was huge already when I was a kid, but it was still as big, so it must have been a lot bigger than I thought it was because it was just like, you know, not 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 even sort of the rooms and stuff. It was just like it had big ceilings and things like that. And, um, the houses did, though, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, we forget that the older houses had like sort of six foot two ceilings or something. Yeah. And these days you get like about a six foot ceiling if you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like these big ceilings. <laughs> and that ceilings. alone makes it bigger. Yeah. And, the, and my dad sort of, um, they converted the loft so you could go up, you could literally just walk up there because we obviously used to be a, like your ladder and my dad had his sort of, his nerdy workshop up there and that's where we'd spend all our time. You know, that was where I, where I painted my first Space Marine and um, he'd make model airplanes and stuff up there. And uh, I got up there and it was really good to see that they, I don't know if they'd done it intentionally, but they'd left, um, like there's this wooden sort of bit of uh, board and I'd spray painted some stuff on it when I was a kid <laughs> and it was still there. And, um, and then the guy said, 
um, one of your dad's old planes is, is still here. Do you want to see it? And he had his old uh, plane. And I, I didn't take it with me and stuff. I let them keep it and stuff. But it was just, you know, it was it was still there. So that was really good just to sort of have that sort of tour around the, you know, where you grow up and stuff. And it was just weird. It just feels really weird. That's just like, you know, so much time in that place. And then it's sort of gone, basically. But yeah, it was good. It was good. <laughs> um... Okay, so, um, so, <laughs> 2020, <Yankee> <laughs> yeah, 2020, um, we'll try and stay away from negatives, we'll, we'll yeah. try and, we'll try and, we'll try and keep on some positives, 2020 has been a bit of a clusterfuck in general, but what, what, what has, what good has come out of it in, you know, well, what, what have you watched, what have you played, what have you done that sort of, um, uh, being good? I, I, can I jump in? I think, yes, yes, uh, Pete. Okay, D&D. I, I mean, I got back into D&D this year. <laughs> I mean, this is the first time in, we're talking about 20 years, no, over 20 years since I last played D&D. We're talking about D&D 2nd Edition when I last played it. And it was just more of a combat system than anything else. And I just didn't have any interest in it. But, well, you know, I've got Vampire the Masquerade and what have you, and those are my game, so to speak. But this new D&D 5th edition, I just, it blew me away. I mean, like, I've been loving playing the live streams that we do with Geek Pride. But also, um... You just I, fireballs. Yeah, you can't, you can't be fireballs. <laughs> fireballs is the answer to everything. But no, I can't, I've introduced my family to it now. So, like, every other week we're playing D&D. What's the dra- dragon of, uh, Spire Peak or something, is it? Uh, the dragon of I Spire Peak in yeah. the uh, D&D Essentials. And that is a really fun campaign and yeah the, my family and that is designed it's perfect for like you no know, beginners and because it's not there is elements of role play but it's not very intensive but it can give you opportunities for you to kind of dabble for want of a better term in role playing <laughs> and try it out and yeah it's just really fun and my kids are loving it i mean to the point where my eldest son is like he's really into D. he wants to play it as often as possible so they know we are now playing every other saturday night oh that'd be awesome man. and I'm yeah and he's, and he's playing like a uh, a dragonborn fighter called lightning fist and he's having a real time just blasting anything that gets in his way <laughs> I don't know who he gets it from see i I'm, um, I'm looking forward to that man i'm looking forward to playing you know playing games with my kids and stuff that must yeah. be awesome and i mean yeah. like i've got like um I got as a joint person. I got my my eldest son and eldest daughter the D and D Adventure Begins board game. All right, and yeah. also got the D and D Annual as well. And they just had, and also got from Secret Santa like no this D and D guide book was like four four booklets, all the different different um, uh, explanations of different aspects of D and D. And Michael I went to bed one night, and came down the following day about late morning with the book and said he'd read it twice and he's got a list <laughs> he'd had the weapons and armor guide oh, and he said, right okay i want the plate armor i want this i want this and he just sat there read that studied it read it again studied it again and then made a list out of everything he wanted for his character great okay <laughs> and so i mean like you no know, it's if um covid19 hadn't happened we could very well not be playing D and D with the kiddies and be missing out on a very huge mm. and fun part of like the no, parenting. So in that way, that has been good, and also got to talk about D and D for on a um, live stream, like um, talk <laughs> about the adventures of D and D. But yeah, so like D and D has actually been a very good thing. 
Well, I, I, I have to admit, like, um, I doing the 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 one shot and then doing the campaign afterwards and stuff is loads of fun. Like, it takes yeah. up so much of my time, uh, but <laughs> it, you know, it, it's just it's good. Like, it's not it's, fine. It's a second job for you. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, and I, I've sort of. You know, I've got a lot of backlog stuff to do still, um, especially because uh, Tom next door he started he he's I he got the essentials kit as well. So uh, through like your remote like WhatsApp and and photographs and my brother on um, Discord, we've been playing the uh, the essentials uh, yes. Ice Pirates yeah. Yeah, with with him, and he's loving it. Um, uh, you know, and I got you know I'm playing a fighter called Amarius T Girk, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's quite amusing. Um, so um, you know, it's his first time doing uh, dungeon mastering and stuff, and like I, I feel bad because sometimes I'm like, you don't, you, you can't do that, and I'm like, you know, and I think I frustrated him slightly because I've I I've DM'd the M and stuff, and uh, he wasn't it's was tough it? not to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like. You know, even if you've not been a DM, but you know how something works. Yeah. Yes. I've also got to introduce my wife, uh, Curly, to D and D, and she, like she's still like she's always loved uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. She likes geek stuff, which and she likes playing the occasional board game. But this is the first time she ever sat down and actually role played, and she loves it. She's playing a half elf called Liv. <laughs> who's, who's a, uh, a ranger and going, yeah, okay, we know where you got the ideas from. Goes, I'm going to be a kick-ass up called half-elf called Liv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried with Gosha and I made her a character called Mal uh, who's an elf um, druid, and um, she well, you know, she I think she sort of embraced it slightly, but she's not, I don't think she's that good. I don't think I'm ever going to get her to play that games. Though we did play, we did play on my um my retro pie last night we played some simpsons the arcade game which she seemed quite into so which was which was quite good you have to find what works i managed to get sarah to do some board gaming last year not this year just gone we took some of the board game meets locally and stuff like that some of the big shows and she was like absolutely convinced she wasn't going to do board gaming and she couldn't do it with other people she needed because she'd be terrified she'd do it wrong and luckily we got there and someone she knew was already at the table we went to so I've actually I managed to get to play board games, but I'm never going to get to do role playing. That's not her thing. <laughs> don't do that. Don't, don't drop me. I mean, um, yeah. wife had never, my Curly had never done board board games, role playing mm. games until she met me. And when like from birth, I really do like do a board games. Like when some friends come over, I would like, play a board game. Like you do. And we started playing War on Terror. Huh? It's great kind of like it's basically risk meets diplomacy meets. Have I got news for you? Oh God, it's fantastic! And they said your know, nation states can become terrorists, and then terrorists can become nation states, and all that. <coughs> and Kaylin, this contact became one of the terrorists, and she just started nuking everything. I was like, right, "Nuke them! I'm them! I'm them too!" Like, oh, hey, you're getting into this, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> and then, so a couple of years later, I introduced her to Arkham Horror. Which is like basically Call of Cthulhu, the role playing game as a board game. Yeah, and that introduced the mechanics of a yeah. role playing game, but in a board game mechanism. Yeah, I mean, is I'm... that is the uh, is that Arkham? Uh, is that the one where you're playing against the board game and you pick? Yeah, up, yeah. Mansion, so <clears throat> Mansion of Madness is another one, which is what we did. Yeah. Well, it's... Is... Go on. the 
uh, the Call of Cthulhu or the Arkham Horror one, I've played twice and lost twice because yeah. yeah, it was just sort of we weren't sort of getting uh we just weren't able to sort of like deal with this situation i'm i'm always a bit sort of i'm always a bit wary about games where you play against the game um i've got a message on facebook from emma lorraine sutting saying evening john joe <laughs> okay evening um <laughs> it's obviously my screen has only got the um, the camera, so I don't see anything else on this yeah. one. Um, oh. the, I'm I'm a bit sort of uh, iffy about um, games where you have to play one player games effectively, ones where you can play against the board because I feel like you you're there's no agency. It's just like you know, it is just um, it is randomness. Um, but yeah. we, me and my brother played. Well, that are you know those those games weren't actually too bad. And me and my brother played Reich Busters, which is um, it's effectively like uh, Castle Castle Wolfenstein, but board game version of, and it's um, you know against the board game sort of thing. And that's actually really good. It was it was really good. Sort of you know makes you sort of think. And um, I was like, all right, yeah, okay, I, I, I can deal with that. It's just, um, it's like, I, it was like my aversion to card games. Like I was like, I'm a totally against card, unless it's got miniatures <laughs> and loads of dice. I'm zero, I have zero interest. Um, but then the resistance, I love that game. And then I got into some like collectible card games and stuff. And I was like, oh no. So oh, uh, yeah. don't do it, man. Well, I'm not going to go, for, I'm never going to go for Magic the Gathering, man, because that, that will literally just bankrupt me. But uh, I just got this. Then you can see it. Ah, right. Okay. Uh, basically, <laughs> it's Vampire the Stainless Soul. Again, Vampire the Masquerade, one of my favorite games. And uh, that's basically a four player um, collectible card game. But oh. but they've all is, got like, is it collectible or is it a living card game? Living As in, card game. it's a living it's a card game. It's so a bit of both, really, to be honest. Because they've got like essentially five pre-generated decks in the box already. Yeah, they got Clan Chimera, Clan Venture, and all of that, and it's like it's great. And like, but it's it's but it's not to play. It is a four or five player game. Right. Okay. It's very different, I think. Well, see, there's the Lord of the Rings uh, one that Fantasy Flight do, which is a uh, living card game, and it's um, yeah. it's sort of uh, in like four players, I think, um, which I was tempted because I did the Warhammer one they did. Um, oh, when combat it, cards. Yeah, well, no, it wasn't combat cards. What was it? Uh, was it Conquest? It was Conquest. called Conquest, yeah. I had that. I loved that. It was such a good game, and then obviously they fell out of bed with uh, uh, Games That's Workshop fun. and Fantasy Flight sort of whatever happened um so they don't do that anymore um so i started playing uh champions warhammer i mean uh age of sigmar champions and i oh man i went down that rabbit hole so badly and like i i got i have got so many of the first two expansions i've got loads and i it's just got to the point where the third expansion came out and i was like shit i can't deal with this anymore (laughs) luckily (laughs) the 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 issue is now though man is they haven't made any more expansions since the third one and my now i'm sort of looking at the third expansion going i could jump on those now and then i could finish my collection of those and then as soon as that happens i know they're gonna there'll be a fourth one i'm like no no and that's that's you are waiting you know that don't you yeah those those game collectible card games like that are dangerous are super dangerous for people like me it's just like yeah 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 big time 
anyway, John Joe, because you're not you're not really a board game sort of guy. Um, oh, what, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I'd like to get into it now. And I said I'll definitely do D and D at some point. But around, I know obviously we can't go at the moment. But around my my group of friends where I live, there ain't a lot of people that really would play it. So it's a a little bit disappointing on that you side. Could do it, you could do it remotely. You yeah, could do it I mean, remotely. Yeah, I'm tempted to. I'll definitely when um when you start doing it again on like through Geek Pride, I'll definitely want to take part. I definitely want to um get into it. But trust me, I am going to be shit to begin with. Everybody um, is. So everybody, everybody is. is. <laughs> just I just right. remember. I need to kill the entire party, and I'm and I'm an experienced role player. <laughs> <laughs> Shit happens. In fact, that was hilarious because he said one word, and Matt and I think Matt looked like he was about to just like, you know, like have a heart attack or something. <laughs> it wasn't that he rolled. Just went, the, he just rolled the dice. He just rolled the dice. Yeah. I said, "What is that? A, a fireball?" And I was like, "Oh yeah. no!" Well, he actually preempted <laughs> this mean, by going. Well, it's like it's like okay, when we next see the head, I'm going to cast fireball at it, and then the word head came. I said, "Right, fireball, click." Oh man, I was and just then, like, that's killed my stream. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. And I had to do some seriously fast thinking right there. Yeah. <laughs> and you did, you did. But yeah, but yeah, but yeah basically, you, you're always going to make mistakes. The fact is, just roll this, have fun, and have a laugh because that's all you can In do. the end, if you've got a, you've got a good DM like yours truly, you, you can be quite forgiving when people yeah. make mistakes and things. They're not, in the end, you don't want, you don't want to play a game where somebody's going to. Um, punish you all the time and stuff like there you have to punish them in certain ways because you know that is just the way the game works but you know you don't want to be malicious about it you, you kind yeah. of you know so if somebody you does something terrible. you've got it yeah you don't it want to be a collective experience yeah. i mean it, it is collaborative storytelling it's not a you versus them it's not plays versus DM. yeah the dm it should is... never win the dm should never win no, the DM is on the same side as the place to be fair yeah so you, you want a good story out of it and stuff and yeah. if they um if they don't enjoy themselves and you're not going to and stuff and it's just it's just one of those things you have to so if you play you know you you just need to find a, something it doesn't matter how bad you are everybody's going to be bad it's just as long as you can sort of you know you learn from it and you know, you're you happy have and fun yeah did, did, did the you players have, have fun if that's if, like if, the, if those both those are yes then it doesn't matter how good or bad you are as a GM. Long as it matters is you have fun and having a laugh. Yeah. Um, I will yeah. definitely look into it. Yes. Yeah. So next time, please do send me an invite. I'm going to come and play. And hey, if I kill you all, then, you know, as you say, it's just. <laughs> I mean, it's an alternative if you want to do something different. At some point this year, I want to try running Star Trek Adventures, which is, um, which is either the original series or Next Generation, depending on the setting you choose. And so that's actually um, Star Trek Adventures is a different. lot of fun. Way, I've like, heard way good things. I've, I've acquired an awful lot of the books, should we say? Yeah. Way back when yeah. I was in Sheffield, I was taking part in a Star Trek Adventures campaign, and I was mm. playing a security officer. But for, uh-huh. I, I play something a bit different, not the typical Wharf one. I know I'm going to play as like a pawn from Aliens. <laughs> a oh, pawn. And yeah, basically by the end of the first campaign, a pawn had been uh, kicked out of um, Starfleet for gross insubordination and by giving a commanding <laughs> officer the finger. <laughs> <laughs> and what we were kind of wrote, like, because like, this is set during the Gem Hadar War. Uh-huh. So well, we've got to find a way to get a pawn back into the game. So basically, had him like uh, basically on a penal colony, like t- turning rocks into smaller rocks, 
And I thought, okay, you're at war with a hostile alien species. What do you do? You go for the people that have a legitimate track record in military training. A poem. <laughs> and so basically, like, okay. So, but, but to kind of like to make sure I was given wasn't given free They gave me this um, Vulcan counselor called uh, Doctor Oatman. <laughs> if you watched um, uh, a certain uh, comedy, you'd all remember um, Gross Point Blank. Oh yes, yeah. yes, Gross Point so Blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, so this is like you know, it's like okay, yeah, I'll give it a shot. No, 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 don't give it a shot. Don't stun. Don't kill. Give it a try. <laughs> oh, and so yeah, that was a, that was a lot of fun because the basically oh, yeah. like okay, let's try try applying military tactics to a Star <laughs> Trek uh, waiting. Um, short story, they don't really mix that well. <laughs> but, it was, but it was a lot of fun, kind of having that kind of the man out of, you know, the odd man out thing. So yeah, so yeah, really recommend Star Trek Adventures. It's on my to do list. Yep. It has been for a little while. So what about <laughs> what about uh, you know you're into your and in, more into your computer games and stuff, Georgia? What have you sort of been playing? What sort of oh, floated your boat? This is, um. Joe, I've got to talk about what's probably been one of my favourite games, not just of this year, but of the generation that has now sort of completed. Last of Us Part 2. I know a lot of people did not like it. I know a lot of people were very against um, story beats that happened. Uh, a lot of people against the characters that you played. Uh, sorry if there's any spoilers, but this game has been out for over half a year now. Um, but basically, our main character is killed off in the first two hours of the game. And most people apparently just went, Joe, you know what? I'm not playing this anymore. <laughs> and um, I remember someone I work with actually said to me, this game is a load of shit. I went, why? Well, because they just killed off so-and-so. Um, I went, and? I said, that's I've... the beginning of the game. I've what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just said. Yeah. I said it, it felt a little bit like a Metal Gear Two pull. Um, yeah. But no, Joe. You know what I thought it was just such a, a. I think it was a game that was probably a little bit too appropriate for now at times as well, because it was the. Um, it was the. It was because you know the Last of Us is never an uplifting story. It's never a game that you're going to play because you want things to be all bright and happy and sparkly. You're never going to get that from yeah. this kind of title. Last of Us is about survival at all costs. There are things that are going to come back to haunt you from your actions. There are going to be situations that the only thing you can do is either die or kill. <laughs> That's your choice. Um, there's some real dark moments. There's a lot of character development between characters that normally you'd only ever see one side to a story. You'd only ever see the side of the character that you've known which is Ellie, basically. This is the person who was the heart of the first game. This one, you're conflicted because you're thinking, well, hang on, by the end of this game, by the end of part two, who are you supposed to be rooting for? Who are you actually supposed to think is the good guy? Who is the bad guy? Do you have this divide anymore? Do you actually know which side you're actually supporting? Because when you see the gameplay, when you actually see why each character um, is in their position and when they get to where they are, do you still think that Ellie is the good person because she's tried to survive, she's trying to avenge, um, you know, avenge her fallen mentor? Or do you think that Abby is the good guy? Because, you know, she's trying to 
basically get revenge on the loss of her family. She's trying to get revenge on the you know the people that have wronged her like throughout most of her um, teenage life, and it's it's a weird weird situation this game puts you in. But I loved it because it's not a, not a lot of games are that brave that they're going to put you in a situation where you actually feel like God. I don't feel I don't feel great playing this game. I don't feel like this game is going to reward me. But at the same time, I think you need a game like that every now and again because it makes you question um, not just what you're seeing on the screen, but it makes you question a lot about life. It makes you question a lot about people's motives, their actions. And I, I've got to admit, I, after I played that game, because um, if anyone's played it, probably one of the most upsetting scenes right at the end is Ellie trying to play the guitar at the end of the game. If you've not played it, um, all I'm going to say is look it up on YouTube. You watch that last moment when she's playing the guitar. And if you don't feel like you're going to, you know, just you're going to have a mental um, breakdown, I don't know what. <laughs> wow, <laughs> sounds like an awesome a... game. <laughs> you have yeah. a mental breakdown at the end of it. Storytelling in Last yeah, of Us 2 the storytelling. Is, is pretty epic. Yeah. And yes. has, has anyone played... Um, Star Wars Squadrons. Yes. Oh, I suck at it. I suck at it. I'm so bad at it. That is a really good story. I've I've got partway into it. I haven't completed the story. Oh, it's a really, really good story. I mean, like, you know, most flight sim combat fighter games, the the, the story is kind of tacked on at the end. Smoke me a kipper, I'll be back for breakfast. Exactly. <laughs> this is like, yeah, it's embedded in the game and it feels like you're really part of something epic. I kind so, of, yeah. I, I started playing it and I did, and I did a stream of it. Um, and I thought, I was like, oh, right, we're, you're a part of the Empire. So there would be like, you could, you could play as the Empire, but yeah. obviously yeah. it's it flips quickly and stuff. And then you're like, yeah. you're back to the Rebels and you're just like... Uh, as much as like, I, I kind of, I prefer X-Wings and stuff, to, yeah. you know, as the look of them, the aesthetics of them, but the sort of, I just, I kind of feel like the Empire, get, you know, I, I like, and I've said this millions of times, I just want to, I, I want to have some Empire-focused stuff going on. Um, have, but, you played, have you played I the campaign they, in Battlegrounds too? Um, yes, I have. Yeah, but yeah, both of them. Yeah, with the Inferno mm. Squad, yeah. Yeah, they are very good. I mean, one thing I really liked about uh, Squadrons is that it flips, it keeps flipping the story, and you get perspectives, perspectives mm. of, the, of the battle. And it's the, well, without giving too much away, it's the Republic that builds the super weapon, not the Empire. Yeah. And it's the Empire trying to take out a super weapon that the Republic have built. And it's okay. It's no longer about like you know, the Empire building a Death Star or a Sun Destroyer or what have you. It is basically the Empire sure, yeah, taking but... out. Yeah, it's different, and but it's again, it's, <clears throat> yes, you could accept that is what they would do. Yeah, it's a hard, it's a hard game. Um, I, I I'm not sort of very good at it. I wouldn't mind playing it a bit more, but uh, I find myself completely. Um, this I've got so many things I want to do, yeah. and I, I, I get to the point where I'm saying I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and then I procrastinate because I can't mm. decide on what I'm going to do. Um, like I sat there with, I was like, I'm going to get some World Anvil stuff done, I'm going to get some D and D lore stuff done, and I sat there for about half an hour looking at the screen doing nothing because I was all I was doing was thinking about other things that I should probably be doing, and I was just like, and I kind of want to play some more. I want to play some multiplayer squadrons mm-hmm. and see you know, multiplayer squadrons it where it shines to be honest i mean 
there's, I mean, I, uh, me and four mates have kind of joined up from the one kind of a little squadron. And we're just basically yelling, like, we've got like headsets on, mics, and we're just yelling, yelling, look at Spurs in the attack position. <laughs> and, each other, and I mean, again, like this time of year when we can't meet up and see each other, we're just kind of like talking uh, smack over the, over the internet and all the squadrons with each other. And it's just fun. It's such so, so chilled out, it kind of relaxes you, like, oh, how are you doing, guys? Yep, yeah, chucking. Oh, guys, okay, <laughs> take out that A wing. <laughs> Uh, we've got, we've got par- um, party. I was just gonna say, that... Hold on. Sorry, so party on Facebook uh, says, "Good evening, geeks. I hope you have all had a good Christmas and safe New Year. Well, merry, uh, happy Christmas and happy New Year, party. Hope you had a good well, one as well, my friend. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, George, what were we going to say? I was just going to say one that I'm sure you will agree on, and um, one that's definitely been a really fun game uh, over the last year is Among Us. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, do you good. know what? I I'd obviously seen videos of it. I'd never really known too much about it. But obviously, uh, Matt had been playing it quite a few times on the stream, and I thought, that's sod it. Let's have a go at it. And I think the first session I played um, with you and obviously a few others, we was on it for over three hours. It didn't feel like that time had gone by. Yeah, it's 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 just such a crazy game, but it's so simple but so fun and. It's more, it's no, it's better when you've got yeah. Well, that's it. When you've got people you know, it's a lot better. When you've got a lot, of th- the the issue I have with Among Us is is trying to get herd cats, basically trying to get people in to play it because it's a lot better when there's a lot of you who you know and you're on Discord and you can talk and stuff. Um, it's still enjoyable when you're playing at sort of randoms and stuff, but um, it it's better when you've got like you know eight to ten people you know and they're all in the discord and they're all sort of kind of shouting at each other and like you know like my brother completely um like i i I don't think i'll ever trust him again because he he literally caught me (laughs) he caught me with this sort of like he he got outed by um my mate craig's son jack and um he's like yeah i saw i saw it was red uh, which was my brother and such and such do it and my brother like literally swore blind it wasn't him to the point that he was getting quite sort of annoyed about it and i was like oh when he gets like that he's telling the truth and i believed him and it turned out it was him and i was like i'm never believing you again <laughs> you've you done that to me you've done that to me as well one game we were playing and i went right i have no idea and I think there was only like four of us left in it. There was obviously one imposter. And Matt kept saying to me, look, I saw it was white, white vented, white vented in front of me. I did a scan. I can show you the scan, blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I thought, right, okay, I'll believe you. No. We voted white out. White no, no. Do you know what? That and was the one where, that was the that was no, the... you've done this a few times to me as well. <laughs> no, because I have this thing. I'm a, I'm a bad liar. Down, and all of a sudden, Matt's come past me and it... I'm done. It's like no, I, 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 I'm a bad liar. Like, I, so I don't, I don't like lying, and I'm not a very good one. So, yes. I, I tend to sort of tell the truth, but don't sort of elaborate on things. So I'll say I was doing things and stuff, and you know I would have been doing them. I just might have murdered somebody on the way to doing that. Um, and it was just like, <laughs> but it was just like I was following John Joe around because I was like, you know, I was like, I've got a scan, and then he, he saw me scan. And then still trying to vote me out. I was like, I've scanned. I've scanned. And he was trying to vote me out. Uh, but yeah. yeah, but then I think that was because I was getting revenge on you from the previous time. That's, <laughs> well, that's it. it. You hold grudges in that game. You hold grudges. Yeah, of course just... I will, you know. Yeah. When, someone, when you trust someone and then they stab you in the back literally on your next round. 
Yeah, of course I, you will. <laughs> but yeah, that, but it, for for what it is, thing, it's so fun. And because it was only, it was two thousand and eighteen that game came out, so it only just yeah. blew up. It only just blew up this year in lockdown. Effectively, people started getting on it. And for what it is, you know, it's a bit samey, but it's more about the it's more about the interaction with your mates um that that makes it enjoyable like i don't enjoy it as much when you go on you get a lot of randoms and all they're doing is like increase the speed and then they just leave halfway through or they kind of pop in and that's annoying when you've got a set group of mates and you're all playing the same game um that's where that's where it comes into its own um though i think it's died off slightly it's not as 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 sort of big as it was i think it's big because because you've got new consoles out, I think a lot of people have been focused on them. Um, don't forget, you have got other party games. You've got Fall Guys, which has been very popular over the last year. You've got a lot of people still going back to Call of Duty. Uh, Fort, obviously, Fortnite is still like you know the biggest game in the world. So yeah. people do obviously go on to fads. To they go back. I've rolled back to Division that? Two and all for the last month or so. Division yeah, Two. Yeah, people on Division Two. Yeah. Yeah. I just it's, I it's just had another yet. big update. I've really wanted to play it, but I haven't got onto it yet. I've heard it's supposed to be really good. It's it's a lot of fun, and it's a lot cheaper at the moment. They're running they're running sales like eight quid for the base game, and another eight quid or so for the expansion, the Warlords of New York expansion sort of thing. But it's a lot of fun, and they've been playing around with the balance and the meta and stuff an awful lot of late. And there's rumours that they're probably going to be announcing Division 3 next year because they've introduced some stuff that's very similar to stuff they introduced in the original game before they released the before they announced the second one. Oh, okay. It's a different balance to the first game if you ever played it. It's a, it's more PVE than PvP really. I played the, play the first one. Yeah. yeah. The, um, the original one was more PvP balanced, but this one's a lot more PvE. And yeah. it's it's not too bad. It's got a fairly good setup going on. I've not really played too many groups, but like the it you know, the it, it caught you've got a lot of options for people asking for help and things like that. And just dropping, you know, so you can drop in and out of other people's missions to help them. Or if you have a group of friends that are playing it, you can jump together and run stuff as a group and things. I mean, thing... I've really enjoyed the party games, but I do like first player experiences so much more, though. I still enjoy getting I through a store. recently picked up Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And that, and I picked up the Epic, Epic, um, Epic Stale, Epic Game Stale, and for about yeah. five pounds, but with a ten pound voucher. And that's a lot of fun. It's, I think I've got that on my on my on my my queue to go to. It's, yeah, it's, I've it's, never it's, actually played an Assassin's Creed game. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what I've got. I've got my. It's my, a lot of fun. I've got uh, let's see my Epic Games list, which is massive now because they're giving out they're giving out loads of free games. But I've yeah, got so I've got uh, Torchlight Two, which I haven't downloaded yep. yet. Uh, Remnant uh, from the Ashes. Which again, not installed. Railway Empire, again, not installed. Into the Breach, uh, Fortnite, That's which good. I haven't uh, touched. Elite Dangerous, which I daren't not touch because oh, no, of... don't 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 do it. Oh, no, I I lost like a year and a half of my life to that. Yeah, game. my brothers my brothers plays that. Um, what else have I got? Um, obviously Troy, the Total War one. Now I'm generally quite a big fan of Troy of the Total War games, but I've tried not i've not played it because i've heard a lot of bad things and i don't want to taint my um my views of it i might go back to it at some point i've got city skylines which is free again not downloaded that's a time, that's a time suck you will 
with you being you, yeah. you'll end up spending another 50, 50 or 60 quid on expansions <laughs> and you'll never be seen again. <laughs> they have like Nightlife and all these other ones that you can pick up. It's like five quid there, six quid there, uh, no. five quid there. Get me. And you being a completist, you'd be doomed. Absolutely doomed. <laughs> I've got al- Alien Isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, Hitman. So good. Um, Jurassic World, which came out yesterday for free, which is actually quite a good game, but again, that's one of those games I can see myself sort of sinking into. And then Star Wars Squadron, which I bought because uh, I had a ten point voucher, so I got it for like yeah. 11, 11 quid or something like that. Um, but yeah, and that's these like most of those are games that I've sort of got for free, so <laughs> they've yeah, done quite well. Most of my list is it's just as bad on that. But one thing I do I do want to try out next year is um, Shadow Tactics: Blades of the Shogun. All oh, right, okay, oh, yeah, yeah. Which I picked up at some point, but I keep on not quite giving that a go. I gave Vampire a try, that kind of um, sort of Vampire the Masquerade vampire game, but it was set in in 1920s London during the height of the blue pandemic. And it's supposed to be sort of like slightly detective story as well as vampires. Very, very kind of very social, not social, um, like very lot of interaction and dialogue. But the combat system is clunky um it's a great story that the that the building there is just not really done and also playing a game set during a flu pandemic during the covid19 pandemic is not the sort of thing i want to do for kind of a <laughs> you know uh, I'll, I'll say um obviously ubisoft in the last few months they've released obviously some big games they released the uh, new watchdogs assassin's creed and I've got to say, a game I'm really enjoying at the moment is Immortals Phoenix Rising, because mm. it feels a little bit like Assassin's Creed mixed with um, Legend of Zelda, but it's got a very... It's it's not the greatest game, but do you know what really wins it? It's the writing in it and the comedy. Yeah. It, is, it is a funny game throughout, and it's really... That's what's holding me at the moment. It's the humour and the writing and the acting is just so over the top, but, you know... It's. I, I do say that if you do find yourself needing a game that's going to last back probably 25, 30 hours and you fancy something a little bit different, even with a little bit of challenge, yeah, Immortals is definitely the game at the moment. Uh, Paddy says on Facebook, uh, Total War Warhammer 2 is my go-to game for the last two years. I started playing that, but again, it was sort of like, it was getting to the point where it was taking in a lot of my life and um, I was just like, uh, I can't sink in. This is my problem with, I, I love my Total War or uh, total war games um but they can be like huge time six like me and my brother did a campaign at the start of lockdown uh me and my brother <laughs> did uh, a Rome two total war campaign and it was literally a month of gameplay between us for and every we played nearly every night for at least three or four hours and it still it technically isn't finished um it was you know that extensive and that's amazing like you know one well, you know it's a lot of time we could spend me, me and my brother and stuff but you know, it, those games are, you know, you're talking hundreds of hours of gameplay and stuff. And Total War Warhammer 2 is massive. So it's oh, like, oh. yeah. Is that without the expansions? Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? It's just sort of, you know, those games are, uh, you know, and I'm looking forward to sort of, I want them to start doing some more historical ones. I wouldn't mind them sort of um, doing, you know, maybe a medieval one again, you know, medieval 3 or even... You know, you could go back. I don't know all their sort of historical areas they they might go to. I'm not, I I didn't pick up the um the medieval uh three kingdoms one. Sorry, the medieval the three kingdoms one because I, I'm not a massive fan of the whole you know cinematic type um 
sort of combat i kind of like the historical stuff so i like you know i would like them to go back and do napoleon or something like the, the do a new napoleon or a new empire total war but like the ones where you've got like you know overpowered um characters and stuff you sort of wade yeah. into combat and stuff as much as it's sort of stylistically it's quite cool for me as a war gamer it doesn't really do a lot for me and stuff i kind of like the tactics side of things and i like sort of having historically accurate you like um like uh, group tactics yeah I, I like the tactics thing and you know it, it's great you know even sort of playing like me and my brother um we played uh, against some of uh, like mark, mike barton and uh from the you know of game overcast fame uh, and some of his mates um on some multiplayer maps and stuff and that was great because it was just like you know having to command both sets of armies and stuff to sort of work in unison to sort of make sure that they aren't doing this and then sending reinforcements over to the you know the aid if they're getting sort of attacked and things it's you know i love that sort of thing so good so interesting um and that's what i really enjoy um i don't i've I, and I, I've become slightly a bit of a curmudgeon because I've got this gaming group I'm in, which isn't board games, it's like computer games and stuff. So it's like PC, Xbox and things like that. And I'm just like, I don't want to play that game. I'm not interested. And everybody's just like, why? And I'm just like, I just, I'm getting a bit disillusioned with games in general because there doesn't seem to be a lot of change, really. And as much as like everybody loves Call of Duty, um and the new call of duty and stuff it just doesn't you know i'll play it and i'll enjoy it you know for a couple of games and stuff like that but one i'm not the sort of guy who can get into a game so well into a game like that so much that i'm going to be able to know all the maps and know how to do this and i'm going to get owned so i'm going to die a lot so i'm not going to overly enjoy myself i don't think um but two it's like it doesn't really seem to be sort of adding that much to the genre you know the 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 battle royale part of things is isn't new um it's more now yeah and it's you know and i don't i don't i i like the idea i like where in games like that where if you're dead you're dead because it makes you sort of have to feel you know you have to think about what you're doing um but in the same way it's just like you know as much as they they've got sort of certain things that are bolted on that are different sort of thing to make it slightly better it doesn't feel like shooting games are yeah. changing much and uh they're, games they're like, afraid to vary too far that's the problem yeah. like, everyone wants and, to kind of make the same i like playing dynamic. with friends i mean i am somewhat of a curmudgeon like yourself I, I don't like playing with strangers i play with my friends like on squadrons or basically form of like a team together or i play a first play a one player game because i'm you know i do not want to play with strangers on the internet because we don't know we don't know each other we don't know how <laughs> we yeah, um, it's just there's too many assholes as well. You, you, as much as yes. you, you meet a lot of sort of great people, there are some fucking dickheads, and you're just like, ah, just you're just ruining this game for me, man. Just... I mean, years ago, um, I worked at this one company, and during the lunch hour, they basically installed um, Counter Strike on the mm. company server, and basically about ten, twenty of us would obviously every lunch hour would play Counter Strike together mm. on the internet, and it's a great way to blow steam, and we knew each other. So it's all just yeah. done locally. But doing that, so we all like, and, so, oh, and then we spectate, oh, right, oh, that was a good shot by Mark. Be a nice one. But when you're playing online, you don't have that connectivity and mm. that, you know, rapport. That rapport. Yeah. I, I, sorry, Pete, carry on, carry on. So, I mean, there, I know it, it's a disconnect there. And I mean, I know there's loads of people that have kind of played games like MMOs online, have formed clans, and have formed friendships. Yes, uh, but I suspect like 
been in my mid forties, I missed that boat a bit and just generally prefer to play with friends. Yeah. And also time is time isn't like limited for me. So I don't want to kind of spend hours trying to find friends on these days. I'd rather like play with my mates already. Yeah. Well it's like I'm I have to wear. I have to be careful because MMOs. Like I was the Warhammer. Oh, uh, sorry, what? I have a Warhammer, but I, I'm a, a World of Warcraft addict and stuff. So it's just like I can't go near that game because it's just sort of ate my life. But I've I've still got friends um, from the clan that I was in um, on that, and I'm quite a sociable person, so I can sort of meet random people and and, and be friendly and stuff. Like hence mm. we never met each other. Um, you know, I, the only person I've met in person in this in, is Pete. Um, so you know, it, you know, it's it's. I can I can meet people and stuff. That doesn't bother me. But I understand the whole. It's better when you've got a bunch of your mates, and I I love it a a, a good land party. Like we yeah. we we used God, to, yeah yeah a I good land that. party. The old Halo two days. Yeah, oh yeah, it's like we we had it. Uh, uh, I'm Halo one dudes. Yeah, Duke, yeah. Duke Newcomer. Uh, yeah, oh, Duke, <laughs> Dragon <doesn't>... PCs. Yeah, <laughs> like we well, saw... actually remember when I was in secondary school when. We had a load of us with our Xboxes and our Halo 2 copies. And no lie, there was 12 of us all playing at the same time on the LAN. It was awesome. Oh, man. John Joe, so me feel old. I was doing that at university. <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, uh, right. this is okay, 16... I wasn't trying to make you feel old. <laughs> well, you were, trust me. But no, we did like the 16 of us, four Xboxes, four TVs. And then to be sat in a mate's house and just basically all the John's trying to blast each other on on Halo, mm. and that was an absolute blast because again we were friends we knew each other it was all rapport there and just had a blast but yeah. doing that online you don't know yeah. who it's a very difficult, different and even I... when you're sort of playing your friends online it doesn't have that same sort of like you know we used to have a halo championship every year we would get four tvs we would get four xboxes um you know people would bring their own tvs we would get loads of food we'd have a spreadsheet for like who was winning and how many games had been won so i i even built a trophy you know with like a a skull on it and things like this and um (laughs) it was awesome because you just sort of like you'd have like loads of people in different rooms of the house and you would just sort of or the flat that we were in and like people were just sort of playing and it was great because you were just you know when you won you could walk into the room and like just go loser and then just sort of like you know and it was it's just you know so much fun yeah just i think the social side of the thing is 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 not to be sniffed at and i think that's what upset a lot of people about the latest halo not infinite but halo 5 uh there was no split screen and so there was no option it was literally play online or not at all basically and um but then this is what a lot of games seem to have just gone away from now they don't really like having that party aspect it is all about oh you can do multiplayer but you know you've got to play online with your friends you can't have that at home experience which is and i want that i mean i've been playing star wars battlefront with my two eldest kiddies Mm. and we've been having a blast like three of us is like blasting weird like at the empire and so in a way of a time i mean the thing is these days most people have 30 plus 38 plus inch tvs once upon a time you know you were crowding around like a 2018 split into four and you could barely see what was going on these days it's not unusual for someone to have like a 40 plus or a 50 plus inch tv where you effectively have a tv each but they just kind of seem to have some of the lines someone's just said it's online or nothing and you know i can't help but think that the, the, the situation where you're paying for like Xbox membership, Xbox Live membership or something may have something to do with that. 
because we're all just yeah. profit centers, aren't we? At the end of the day, well, if we happen to be entertained along the way. <laughs> I will say though that I do still like playing. Um, I've got up to six people doing this at one point. Um, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. That is really fun to do as a group when you've got enough people all surrounding you. You all got to like joy con each and you trying to you yeah. know, knock someone off the stage. Joe, you know what? That was one of the most fun parties. Had not obviously last year because last year you couldn't do bugger all. Year before we just we just literally gathered around me mates TV, and you know we just literally kept doing rotations between the characters. We um we drank so much that I don't even remember getting the taxi home or packing. The, <laughs> I don't even remember packing me switch away. What I know is that when I woke up the next morning, it was already reassembled back on my TV, and I don't remember seeing it. <laughs> God knows what happened there. Um, but. It's just so fun, and this is the thing: having a party game like that, I still love that. I still like that idea of you know just breaking out the controllers, just going right. Everyone, come on, let's gather around. Let's let's have a few hours of fun on this game. That's I miss I miss that because there ain't a lot of experiences well, yeah, like I mean, that. Well, um, even for, um, my young, I got my youngest for Christmas his own game controller, his own little green game controller for the Xbox 360. So basically, he. Uh, my eldest son and my eldest daughter and myself and all just sit around and play a four-play game together such as um joyride turbo oh, and, cool. and yeah he just loves it and he's getting quite unnervingly good at it <laughs> <laughs> uh, younger, younger uh, kids have faster reactions well, that's the problem yeah faster reaction oh, and also, uh, that's it. And so what's it called? He, when he's turning he's going like that and like that oh. and every now and then uh, the big brother's going you do know you don't have to kind of do the turning as well. You just have to press that button. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. No, and they go, pew, pew. Oh, man, <laughs> I just, um, like, I remember, like, as kids, like, we had their, we had the Atari ST. Um, uh-huh. And then, obviously, a PC yeah. when my dad, when um, he got a PC. Um, I can't even remember what, what PC it was, what make it was. Uh, comp, was it a compact? Uh, or gate, ga- or gateway was it gateway? It probably being gateway for you, oh, being gateway. in Northern Ireland. Yeah, a gateway. It was gateway two thousand. Yeah, gateway two thousand. That was it, I think. Um, yeah, because it was. It had this sort of like cow print on it and stuff. I kind of remember when the gateway. boxes. Gateway, yeah, yeah. I remember those boxes. My friend used to get them for his business. I used to help set them up. Yeah, <laughs> gateway. Um, so. Uh, so yeah, I used to sit there and play and, and watch, and it wasn't even playing; it was just like watching your brother or sister playing something like, like <laughs> Sewer Shark on the on the Mega CD or um, Barbarians on the on the Atari ST. Um, uh, I kind of remember what we played on the PC loads, um, but you know there was loads of games, and we just sit there and just sort of like watch each other sort of playing these games and stuff, and I loved it so so good. It was just that sort of whole thing. Um, and it's, it doesn't seem to be the same, you know, yeah, these well, days. We've got Twitch now where you can watch people online playing games. And it's just not the same when you kind of compared to watching your mate or yeah. your brother or sister playing a game. I mean, my my two, my three, will happily watch each other play a game like um, uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Mm. But they wouldn't do that on with, with Twitch or YouTube because mm. they don't have that connect, connection. Yeah, yeah, and they can't like kind of yell at each other, yelling, do that, do that, no, 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 you got the wrong way, no, 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 my left, your right. I mean, so I know a couple of the guys that do um, stream on Twitch quite regularly, so I do message them, and obviously they do interact with me because like they're 
their fan base is only around about like maybe two or three hundred people. But when you're watching someone like Ninja, who's got millions of people apparently watching every stream, yeah. He's not. He's not going to be communicating to yeah. people. He's just about, hey guys, look, I'm playing this game. You can just watch me. I'll communicate with you. Never. Um, <laughs> that's it. You know, you're never going to get. You, this, yeah. I mean, I think that's fun. I mean, watching someone play a game is still quite fun. But I think to have that interaction with them as well, I think would make it better. But no, not you're not going to get that from it's... someone who is obviously a, a professional Twitch yeah. streamer. Um, uh, Paddy, says, Paddy says on Facebook, <laughs> uh, games seem very soulless now and over too quickly. It's all about multiplayer online and stories and campaigns are just an afterthought, which is very true. They've got a little bit better recently. They've got a little bit better about those campaigns last year or yeah. two, I think, because they were getting a lot of issues with it. And, you know, so I still need to beat, I still need to beat Fallen Order. My bad. Yeah, so, I, I so do I. I, that. I, I wasn't that keen on it, to be honest, but I'm not sure if I've sort of played it to a point where I'm just like, I'm not, but apparently it gets better as it goes on, but it's just like, I played it and I was just like, eh, not really. I sweet. mean, Star Wars Squadron storyline is really good in, in and Battlefront And the Battlefront 2 one, yeah. the single player. Yeah, that. With their little free add-on they put at the end of it after the film came out. So they all tied into everything. I thought that was really cool. I, I get the impression that it went away to the you have to have an online it has to be multiplayer and we we drop in an extended tutorial for a bit but it seems to have come back full circle again a little bit more definitely well i mean i uh Assassin's creed games are really invested in the story i mean the modern day stuff is completely bonkers you just do not try following it really it makes no sense whatsoever but the, uh, the one set in the different time zone it's really good. I'm getting really invested in, in Odyssey. And it's just like mm-hmm. it's romping around ancient Greece and having dead issues. <laughs> <laughs> well, give me with too much of the story. <laughs> uh, um, I'm just I'm just thinking with video games going forward, um, I know we talked mostly about games that have already come out in the last year or maybe a few years. Um, I mean, I've been looking at games that are obviously due to come out in 2021 and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um I love horror games. You know, I really do love horror games. Silent Hill always yeah. was a favourite of mine. Um, Outlast, I, I really enjoyed. Um, Resident Evil Village or Resident Evil Wake, whichever way you want to call it. That game looks like that will scare the shit out of anyone. And I cannot wait to play it. It looks really good. I'll let you have that... that one then. I need to keep all my shit where it is. I'm looking <laughs> forward to uh, Bloodlines 2. Uh, oh, that does look good. Yeah. I can't think why. There's, there's a game uh, at the minute, and the guys in the, the PC group I'm in, they they play. It's called like a ghost ghost hunting or something, and it's basically you're like paranormal activity sort of investigators, and you're in a house and you you do certain things, and then ghosts just fuck with you the whole way through it, and it, it's a VR game as well. Oh, I've heard about that. One. Yeah, um, and I, I, it's games like that I can't deal with, man. I like, I thing is, right? I remember going. Uh, I, I took a girl on a date to um, the VR, a VR suite in Deansgate in Manchester, because uh, I thought, yeah, it's something different you can do. So I'll, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll go here, and they did sort of. Is it? Is it? Is it sort of? something at freddy's something at late night at freddy's or oh, like, night freddy's. Freddy's. yeah and, and it's oh, like yeah. oh my god man i was just like i know this shit isn't real i know these things aren't going to get me but i was freaking the fuck out i was just like because you're like you're looking around <laughs> trying not to see these things and it's just like it, it, and I, just, 
I can't deal with. I can't deal with horror games. It's weird because I don't, I don't believe in any of that stuff, but it freaks me out. Because yeah. it's, it's jump scares. Because it's because it's yeah. you know jump scare is a real cliche way of having a horror game. Yeah. But when you've got the headset on, and all of a sudden it just comes out. You're so you're... limited. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Well, it's, like those, it's like those it's things only... where you study the video, and something pops up. You know it's coming. You still end up on yeah. your ass on the floor. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Have you played Project Zero, or was known as a Fatal Frame? No. On the yes. PlayStation. That is the Fatal one horror frame. game. That was the was one horror awesome. game I could not finish because that, I was. That was, just that was so good. But that was so freaky because literally the gameplay felt like it changed every time, and just just the ghosts. It felt like that game would just fuck with you no matter yeah. what you did. <laughs> yeah, I could that not was... finish that game because it was just freaking me out too much. Ooh. I never played the sequel. I always heard that yeah. the sequel was apparently a lot creepier. Apparently it was a lot more difficult to get from. <laughs> but, I am definitely that, yeah, one. that first one. That first one did really, did really mess people up. I do yeah. remember that one really, really putting people through. The I, I don't think... It? I've ever completed uh, a a horror game ever. I don't think I've ever got through oh, one I've played. I just sort of like, yeah, no, I, I, I can't, can't, I can't deal with them. I'm just like, yeah, uh, you know, I get in my own head, and I'm just like, yeah. Well, Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, Final Fantasy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did not like Final Fantasy Seven remake. I really did not. Anyway, um, Resident Evil Seven. I had that obviously on PS4, so I did it on the VR. Nah, <laughs> that is horrible playing it like that, especially when you're in the cutscene as well. And you're like, you, you know, because obviously you can't move or anything, you just move around and you see it all around you and the, and the atmosphere. When you see the character slowly coming up to you, it's like <laughs> VR it's makes, like, me, VR makes huh. me feel like nauseous. It's just like, I think, yeah, I think after a while it does. It does get better. I think you kind of have to give it the time to adjust with you. I think you um, have to learn. In some ways, you have to. Your brain has to learn how to cope with it. Yeah, well, I just—it's almost, but not quite right. I felt I like I in the same place. Uh, we did the games right, so we did the you know the Freddy one, uh, and then we did um, one where you were literally it was like you know the the pirate ship on a theme park, and it was doing this, oh, and all yeah. you were doing was like on this thing. But I knew I was. I knew I was on the ground and I knew like mm. this thing, but I still felt like I was on this thing. And when it started oh, yeah. spinning, I actually felt like I was going to die and it broke yeah. and I felt <laughs> sick and I had to stop. I was like, dude, I'm going to have, I'm, I'm going to have to pussy out here and take this thing off. Yeah. Cause I feel, I feel super sick right now. Some people do get that because your brain doesn't understand that your inner ear and your eyes are telling you different things. And it assumes you must have taken a drug of some sort. So it makes you want to throw up whatever you've taken before, you, because yeah. you obviously, your brain, because there's obviously something wrong going on. Yeah, because our brain, because our brains are a little bit primitive, damn deep, <laughs> and they only understand certain reactions to things that happen. And one of them is throw up, so that whatever you've eaten that was bad goes away. <laughs> you've got that one where you've got to you go up on an elevator, and then there's a plank, and you've got to walk out to the oh. the end of the plank. And the guy mm-hmm. just says, he says, look, all you need to do is you can go up on the elevator, you're going to walk out to the end of the plank, and then you're going to jump off. And um, <laughs> I was like, and you were like no, I was, yeah, and I was just like, I got up there, and he, 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 they, they must put a fan. Well, he did put a fan on, so he put a fan on. So as soon as you got up there, you could feel like wind in your face and yeah. stuff. And I was just like, I know I'm on. I know mm-hmm. I'm on because the, they made this like little sort of walkway thing. Yeah. Um, and I said, I look, I know I'm literally a foot. 
foot off the ground. I'm not going to hurt myself. I'm not going to die if I fall off this thing. But still sort of kind of getting across that blank. I was like, I'm going to fall and I'm going to die. And it's like, and the only reason I came off the edge of it wasn't because I physically jumped. It was because I misstepped and fell off. And it was just like, it felt like I was going down. Yeah. And it was just... Yeah. Can you imagine it's like all these people watch you through the windows and what's he doing he's like no <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the sad thing i impressed the girl i was with so <laughs> oops like... daisy <laughs> um obviously i know i know obviously look at a time we have been on for a while um i think we do need to talk a little bit about tv as well from yep. 2020 Mandalorian. Uh-huh. that was so good that yes. was definitely yeah. that was. I, I was watching that with my kids, and they were literally bouncing up and down in that in the final quarter of that last episode. Oh, wait, before we before we say anything, before we say anything, we're going to do some. We'll do some spoiler warnings. If you haven't seen the Mandalorian, or you yeah. haven't seen the the recent uh, series, or you haven't definitely watched the last episode, then stop listening now because there's going to be some super spoilers happening right now. Yeah. And continue, Pete. Right, and I was, and they were bouncing up, going, "It's a hand! It's a hand! It's the other hand! It's the other hand! It's a green lightsaber! It's a green lightsaber!" And I was doing just the same, going, "It is! It is! It yep. is!" Oh God, yeah. And just, mean, just the one X-wing. Can... Yeah, man. As soon as that X-wing Dude, came in, X-wing, I was just like, was like, I was just like, it's going to happen. It, yeah, this shit's going, going down. Like, yeah. But I mean, the whole series had those little fan service moments, you know, Boba Fett coming back and yeah. um, Ahsoka Tano. You yeah, know, that was, yeah. That, and yeah, and there's going to be a free yeah. season series just based on that performance, which, yeah, I can see that. It was spot yeah. on. But I mean, looking at the other um, property, um, what's everyone's thoughts on Discovery? Anyone been watching that? I oh, watched yeah. the first episode have, and then didn't carry on watching. Oh, you should do, man. It gets better. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I tried watching it, mm-hmm. but I come from a like a kung fu cinema background, and what they did with Michelle Yeoh being decked with one punch is just like, nope. Oh no, nope. you need to stick with it. You need to stick with it and work it's your way Michelle. through. Yeah, yo. So I watched, I watched the first two series and they were really good. It's just the third series. Yeah. I watched one episode and I was just like, it doesn't have, it didn't feel the same vibe as the other ones. It gets, it gets better. I will say that. But, you know, but Michelle Yeoh is better. Yeah. It gets served yeah. better. And obviously she's now got the Section 31 series in development. Um, obviously not necessarily guaranteed everyone's seen it but it's coming to Amazon Prime shortly and did anyone watch Lower Decks? Oh no I've watched one episode I cannot wait for that to actually come on I would would heartily recommend it I really would Um, especially the last last episode the finale um, Mm. which if you haven't seen it I'm not going to say anymore but uh, in a future podcast when you have watched it I I recommend binging it and that last one is such a payoff in so many ways. There are obvious things which people will talk about, but there's other, there's lots of little details all the way through. It really does. Everyone thought it was just going to be a silly, a silly cartoon, but it's real fan service all the way through. There's so many little details and references that are so true. And all those times where they've done like the mad science experience, everyone's like, why do you keep doing that? They actually take the piss out of that in the series in a, in a proper frame of reference for it. You know, it's just this idea. Have you, so, have you watched uh, Picard? Yes, yes. Of course. I, I have. I haven't watched. It. I haven't watched it yet. I, I enjoyed it, it, but oh, I think I think this should have followed through 
with uh, what it was implied in the towards the end. I think. Well, sh- shall we say? Shall we spoil it? Uh, I'm going to put my fingers on my ear. I'll spoil it from that. Okay then. Well, no, you can you, you, you can talk about it, and I'll just give me a, a thumbs up when you're finished. Okay. Basically, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to say it now. I think they should have called killed Picard. I can see why they didn't. I can see why they did what they did, but I think it would have been better for it. I think. I think that there yeah. there are strong arguments for it yeah. to have gone with it, but on the other hand, I'm not going to argue about the chance to get to see, get to see a bit more Patrick Stewart. For yeah, a while. I think I it would have. Been... I think the only reason they didn't make it like that is because. They sell it more as a series with potential future than a limited series. That's yeah. the Again, they could have done the story of like, you know, this is the legacy of that has been yeah. left by Jean-Luc Picard. Like, it, it could be like, you know, about the USS Picard that... Um... The is, they may still do that at the end of series two. Oh, I hope. Remember, I the really whole point so. was that his simulated body has got the same effective lifespan yeah. naturally. Basically, <laughs> they have Professor Exton. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, so I mean... It will be interesting how they do, and it will be interesting to see who else they they bring in. I'm, Obviously, with the I'll news, hopefully, uh, Michelle heard in as Raffi because she was just oh, definitely idiots. outstanding. But I mean, obviously, um, Jerry Ryan's confirmed they've pushed back the start of filming to February um, for the yeah. next part for the next part of series for the series two stuff. But obviously, yeah, there's going to be more fan second. service in there. Yeah, well, I've, apparently, because they've already been filming um, season four of uh, Discovery. I've heard that Discovery might be on around about August time, and then Picard season two will be on after that. So Can I join back in yet, by the way? Pardon? No, 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 yeah. <laughs> you said when thumbs up are coming. But I mean, anyway. we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, obviously, you get it around. It's on different networks as far as everything's yeah. concerned, so they may not coordinate that well because they have different commercial pressures on them, don't they? Absolutely. Should we let him back in, or should we make yeah, him sit there for a while? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, triple thumbs up! Hey, well, triple uh, thumbs up. Also, <laughs> I've got to, I've got to talk about a show that you know I almost forget that it was last year. Um, the final episodes of BoJack Horseman. I I love I love BoJack, but I never I didn't get the last series. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, the second to last episode, um, called Halfway Down, and BoJack has put in some real horrific upsetting episodes like ones that really do make you question you know a cart a cartoon show with um animal hybrid humans should not make you feel so existential about your everyday life <laughs> it does. but there's this episode if you watch one episode of this show halfway down it's it is so tr- i've talked about a lot about traumatizing ones ain't i tonight um but it's one of these ones that really does um, makes you question what you've seen in the show, makes you question humanity as a whole, makes you question life, death, um, you know, everything that comes before, everything that comes after. And it is just such a hard watch. And it's one of them cartoons that for 23 minutes, you are on the edge of your seats, you know. Normally, you expect a cartoon to be like, oh, you know, very, very silly, very, like an adult cartoon, you expect to be like, joke a minute, you expect it to be some quite dark humour. But this was a turning point, and this was where it made me think, do you know what? Cartoons, they can be just for adults as much as they can for kids. And this shows that not only are adult cartoons still fantastic, but this is a new benchmark now. You know, Forget what Family Guy try and set. Forget what um, Rick and Morty try and do. Forget The Simpsons. Most people have already. Um, no. Bojack Horseman set a new standard, and I think that was... Just brilliant. Oh, and also Castlevania. 
Castlevania Season 3 was bloody awesome. I can't mm. wait for the next one of Did that. Did you watch Upload? No. no um, I've oh, seen the first couple. I wasn't really getting into it. I need to go I back to it, I think. It's good. It, it's, it was a bit of a grower, but it was good. It mm. was. I, I mean, for me, it was Zineb Johnson as Alicia. She just absolutely. She was just so exuberant in that role, and there's so, there's so much on point humor. Because basically, it's all about like, what if you could read so you could like download someone's mind and put them into a VR afterlife. But the the power dynamic stuff was interesting exactly. as well. Exactly. Yeah, and there's lots. Yeah, really. And it was a comedy, but they make some really good oh. points about the future we are hurtling towards. And there was nice little bits of mystery as well in this yeah. way. So. Although we'll say that the final episode went from... Basically, way before it was kind of like you know, a comedy with mystery. It just flipped after the final episode and became a mystery with comedy. So that mm. tonal shift was really... What? <laughs> but, it, but it still was worth, worth watching. And the writing's very good. It, it ends on a fantastic note. Uh, with a lot of kind of um, teasers for the se- second sequel, but yeah, I think Zinab Johnson as as uh, as Alicia was just brilliant. That. She was like that hand- the other handler, and she was just having an absolute ball and like huge smile and just like messing with everyone. Um, yeah. I've actually we've got a few more messages. Uh, Paddy says uh, the Mandalorian was brilliant. I loved it. What a recovery from the especially yeah. shit films. Yeah, Mandalorian is just absolutely brilliant can't go wrong it's like i was worried about the second series not being able to live up the first but i think it (laughs) it exceeded it so it's now got a very high bar for season three and stuff so we're gonna hopefully it'll be able to to go we're gonna get by the fair aren't we before season three of mandalorian yeah Yeah. oh yeah the book yeah Yeah, that'll be interesting to see if he is going to be sort of a because he He's not a good guy, is he? He's sort of like, you know, he is a bounty hunter and well, stuff. Well, neither yeah. is, the, is he's, he's Din Djarin. Say it again? Neither is Din Djarin a good guy. He is a, a mercenary and a bounty hunter. He just goes there and gets the money and gets the job done. Yeah. Uh, it's only like Grogu that kind of mm. um, mellowed him somewhat. Mm. So it'd be interesting to see how they kind of translate uh, Bob Fett's character to this new book of Bob Fett. So I'm... I'm mm hopeful yeah uh he also says i didn't like discovery it's terrible in my opinion star trek is ruined <laughs> i it i like i like the first two seasons. i like the first i like the first two seasons uh, i just haven't had time to get into the third season so i don't know and finally he says i find picard awful i switched off on the fourth oh, episode okay. in a load of emo boring shit picard <laughs> is totally quite different yeah it's to, to, to is, next generation it's, it's not an episodic well. TV series, is it? It's, it's a it's a time it's a, it's a t, it's a movie broken up into like eight eight slices, so it it feels odd at times because the pacing is broken up across the whole stretch. One you know some of the episodes feel really odd and unbalanced because they're part of the whole flow, which yeah. is part of part of why they probably should have released it in one go rather than weekly because it did leave people feeling very odd. Yeah. because they couldn't place it properly they were yeah. they were being given the book half a chapter at a time yeah <laughs> um i finished oh, the boys oh the boys oh, yes. yeah sorry boys. gotta mention the boys boys yeah. was really good i watched I, I watched dread last night um oh yeah that's on netflix now isn't yeah. yeah i watched dread last night fantastic Absolutely oh, fantastic. I, I need to do that at some point yeah yeah, it's really, really... It's basically 2000 AD, and they absolutely nailed that 2000 AD megacity um, setting. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was really good. It's a shame uh, they never did even a series. I think they were aiming trying to get a series. Yeah, there is still yeah. talk about a Mega City series. Um, I know Jason, and I'm going to completely balls up his surname, so I apologize. The CEO of Rebellion, who won 2003, they, they have got a filming studio and they are progressing oh, okay. and developing a series on Mega City. So, and Jason Kingsley, that was it. Oh, okay. And yeah, it's everything that 2000 are doing right now is really, really good. So they brought back Durham Red as well um, last year. And so, yes, Durham Red's one of my favorite characters. So, yeah, uh, so yeah, really check out 2000 They're doing some fantastic stories at the moment. Quick one, what I think about it. Did anyone watch it you know, this year? Because this is going back actually to the year before. Did anyone remember watch a film on Netflix called See Yesterday? Uh, no. oh, the yeah, time travel one. one. Uh, oh no! Is that the one? Is that the one with, the, with, uh, with the black kids? Uh, produced by Spike Lee. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay, I, I would hardly recommend it. Yeah. Okay. What was the yes, other film? I, I I watched it with um. Oh, I was gonna. I can't remember his name. Actor. No, he's got ginger hair. He's the son of a well another. You're act- breaking up a bit, Matt. Oh. No, I think we're gone. Can you hear me? Not breaking up rather than... Can you hear me now? Am I, am I... Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we can hear you. Okay. Yeah. I think it's my my thing's gone. A little, there's a little red sort of like cursor down here going. Uh, that's gone back to green. Nice. We're all right. Um, what's his name? Uh, Irish actor. His father's an actor as well. Uh, his, <laughs> his his father played. Um, Donald Gleeson. Gleeson. Yes. Gleeson. Yeah. About time. Yeah, yeah, about time. I watched that. I uh, love that film. Yeah, man. Oh, man, that that made me cry <laughs> a lot. Oh, God, yeah, I, <laughs> I, 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 won't de- I won't deny that. Yeah, made me super cry. <laughs> Yo, talking, about, talking about films that make you cry, um, I don't know if you've seen this one. Um, on Disney Plus, you've got Onward. The, the, um, oh, yeah. What's the latest Pixar one? Yeah. That one I watched um, a couple of weeks ago. Do you know what? It does hit you. Yeah, I haven't got the courage not, again. Yeah, that with McKinney's. Yeah, I haven't got the courage to sort of watch that yet. I was, going, I said to no. my girlfriend, if, "It's like, well, do you want to watch this?" And she's like, "No," because she knew it was going to be pretty, pretty hardcore, and she cries, you know, as easily as I do. So with both of us oh, are just God. sitting there blobbing um, away. I will say, I've got to say this in the nicest, I've got to say this in the nicest way possible, um, Matt. I think if you watch this film, I reckon you would love it. I, I think that this film. Um, it made me, I don't know, it really made me appreciate my family, I think, almost in a weird way. It made me think, like, you know, like it's about a character, um, these two brothers who obviously have pretty much grown up um, without their dad. And obviously, one obviously knew his father um, relatively well before he passed. The other brother obviously didn't know his dad at all. And then the journey is basically them trying to resurrect him. Um, and it's, it's one of them things that, it it really does upset you because you know it's it's the same sort of thing as I say about Bojack Horseman. These are characters that are not real, but they tell more real stories. They really do hit a human emotion more than what many other real life shows would. Yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> I'll uh, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. I think, but I, I think I'll need to sort of prepare myself and stuff. So it's just like you know, it doesn't. Well, I'm, doesn't... Gonna, I'm gonna Amazon you and order a Kleenex. They're on the yeah. way. <laughs> what, like an entire sort of. Um... I know, man. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, there's a there's a felt like. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think the worst film for me that's made me cry perpetually the entire way through it was A Dog's Purpose. That that film was oh, literally God. just that. Just, oh, that film was just like dogs dying the entire way through it, and I was just like, "What are you trying to do to me?" And it was just Marley, like Marley and me. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen it yet because I again. Oh, I, 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 I've not watched it. But where Sarah's a vet nurse, one of the um, companies, um, one of the um, pharmaceutical companies or something, actually paid for a bunch of um, screenings that were free for vet nurses to go to. So she went with a bunch of the girls from work. And apparently everyone just sat there sobbing because it's just this entire room full of women that work with animals all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, it comes to animals and stuff like that. (laughs) My girlfriend likes a lot of these films, a lot of these, especially like they're ones based on true stories. And she does seem to pick the ones that are really upsetting. So, you know, (laughs) she sits there, she seems to be all quite neutral. And I'm like, she goes, well, you're right. Yeah, I'm fine. fine. <laughs> There'll be something in my eye. Slicing onions it's again. Horrible. There's, there's quite a few bench. points in that episode that really kind of catch oh, me. God, yeah. Like when they, when they did match rotation yeah. as well. And say goodbye to um, the um, station crew. That hits me. And But yeah, that final one is just, yeah. ooh, ouch, yeah. So, At the dinner table where they say goodbye to the people, when they're talking about the people that have gone over, that have already gone as well. Yeah. It's just mm. that whole thing. I've, I've watched it so many times over the last 20 or 30 years and it still gets me every time. Yeah. People talking yeah. about it. And I get little prickles. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things uh, Jim Kaczynski said to um, the director was, make me cry. Mm. Actually, and speaking of JMS, I've also picked up. Oh, oh here we go. Big reveal. What's that? Ah, I see, that's on my list. Becoming ah. Superman by Jim yeah, Kaczynski. That's on my list, actually, for my, for my really Christmas. Good. Slash really, birth. really good. It's basically it's a combination of... Um, Shadinsky's uh, autobiography and also sort of like a writing biography. Cool. So yeah, really looking forward to getting getting my teeth into that. Uh, mm. I so, I finally watched the end of Vikings, which was which was really good. Have you have you watched all Vikings at all? I keep meaning to watch. It. It's, 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 it's it's underrated. I think I, it, it, it got I, overshadowed. It, but time. Yeah, it got overshadowed by Game of Thrones. I think, um, but. Uh, you know, it's 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 now over. There's there's more. I think they might move on to do Normans. I think they might do the Normans sort of thing. But um, yeah, it, it you know historically questionable. But um, well, no, it is questionable. But it's just like, but it was it, you know it was really good. And you know it it I think it ended. You know, I think a lot of series have a problem when they get to an end of something. But the way they were doing it, because they were killing characters off as they went along it sort of felt like a natural flow to the, to its end and stuff. Whereas um, in other ones where you have like, you know, main characters and you're like, well, where are their arcs going to go and where are they going to do and blah, blah, yeah. blah. That's how Game of Thrones had a problem at the end because they had too many characters uh, yes. that they were trying to deal with at the end. Oh, um, but in, in Vikings, because, you know, people were dying and being murdered and stuff like that, it sort of, it was a good sort of, they had a couple of them left and, it's sort of it, it was good you know i i really enjoyed it and i you know i kind of enjoyed it in ways more than i enjoyed game of thrones 
uh, in some parts and stuff, especially towards the end, because uh, you know. The Did battle... you feel less like fr- like screaming at the screen? What the fuck do you yeah, think we do? You know, there's <laughs> no. There, oh, has, the, has, even the his, the history side of me, you know, I was just like, you know, I'll, I'll accept that these two, these two, this Viking horde aren't even forming shield walls anymore. They're just charging in one at a time and doing this and that and the other. But it's just like, you know, it was it was good show. It was a good show, and the acting was really good, and it was quite brutal in times. And um, you know, as as a spectacle and as something to sort of kind of just sort of watch. Um, yeah, it was really good, and I think uh, it it just got overshadowed by game of thrones um but yeah definitely worth a watch definitely worth a watch the problem is is too many shows they they come in real big real brash and the problem is is as good as a show can be in its beginning its middle it's so difficult to get a show that can also okay. have an ending that matches up also is a problem with um the network executives as well i mean so many good shows have been undone or at least crippled by that I mean, Battle of Life, the, cl- the cl- classic one. Yeah. Then look at, for example, Chuck. That they had to fight tooth and nail to do a proper yeah. ending, and they got half a series to do it. And at least I they guess, had that. Yeah, I say one thing: Orphan Black was still consistently great. I'm still working through that slowly. I, I got into that this year, oh, and I'm about the third or the fourth season, and I'm gradually mm. working through it in bursts when I'm in yeah, the right yeah. mood. Yeah, and I'm really enjoying it, but I, I can see that I can see why everyone's been going on about it. Because it's it, one of those things where I didn't want to do it just I mean, until Ta- I really Tatiana got into Mazzani, it. Tatiana Mazzani, I think, is one of the best actresses. Yeah, she hulking me in the last decade. You know, she. And it's not just that, but it's just how comfortable she slips into every character as yeah. well. Even like some episodes, maybe playing like five or six characters. It's yeah. it's amazing just How to see someone to, is it to have an argument with three of yourself yeah <laughs> yeah one of my favorite scenes was when um she was playing like five different versions of herself mm. and all dancing slightly differently yeah like you know, one was like then dancing all ravey another was kind of dancing heavy metal another kind of dancing all hippie and was kind of very kind of very yeah. like kind of in tight and it all told you insights into the characters by the way they danced and the fact they kind of combined all those kind of um shots together into one seamless scene it's blew me away how they achieved that level of technical aptitude mm. oh dear. Um, so yeah, and that and then maintain that level of writing right through to the end yeah another non-geek one for this year did anyone watch sex education Oh yes, that was really good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I tried. I've never seen it. I still haven't got around to that. You one. should. It's it's not necessarily what people think it is going in, but the cast and the writing is is spot on. Mm. As it was Tales from the Loop. That was that was a good one. Oh yes, I really enjoyed that no, as well. That, that was very slow paced. Very very yeah. slow paced. But you just could you could accept that because there's the landscape shots. And oh god, yeah, the whole mood of it. Beautiful, it really was beautifully shot. And the way they built all the effect stuff into it as well. It was yeah. It, it wasn't false. It was unreal, which was the the way it was looking for it, wasn't it? Yeah, they kind of brought in that kind of the, the, the entire point of Tales from the Loop, which is kind of yeah. like the mundanity of modern life and the wondrous of this kind of um, yeah. hyper technology. Yeah, exactly. We we binged. Uh, we binged um brooklyn 99 we got like i hadn't i hadn't watched it at all and everybody's banging on it and and it's it's so so good so good like you know it's like it was there's like six six seasons of it is there um you've got season seven if you go on to all four all right okay 
But it was on there anyway. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's amazing. So so good. Um, currently watching Bridgerton, which is like a period, that's, a period oh, drama. Yeah. It's, good, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, Sarah binged that at Christmas, so I dipped in and out of it as I was wandering backwards and forwards and doing other things. It's interesting. Yeah, it's 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 quite sti- intense in places. Yeah, stylized <laughs> sort of like nineteenth century. Um, um, costume drama um with a bit of sort of modern twist to it and stuff um but yeah it's it's it's, it's really good um you know uh you know we're on season we're on episode four i think at the minute and stuff and yeah it's 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 good you know so yeah enjoying that i do like a bit of a costume drama i i, I was a i was a closet downton abbey fan loved downton abbey <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> haven't seen the film yet i never but... i never watched it but um oh, yeah. But obviously, I promised Charlotte that we'd go and see the film when it came out. And then obviously, when it was released, I was like, oh, shit, yes, I did promise that, didn't I? <laughs> um, I didn't mind it. And I it always right. wanted to kind of watch the series just to series just so was that good. I actually understood a bit the more. Series, the yeah. series is very well produced. It has some very good performances. And it's, I was surprised. I, again, I, I dipped in and out of it. Sarah watched it religiously. I dipped in and out of bits and pieces, depending what else I was doing. And I found that it was surprisingly good at not being preachy about things it was it was bringing out the the differences in how people interacted but it didn't preach about anything being wrong it just made it very easy to grasp how things worked socially even as they were hopping in and out of some places which they could have made very What's the phrase that everyone loves so much at the moment? Woke okay, about yeah. things. You know, yeah, they yeah. could have really, they could have really imposed twenty-first century yeah. morals on a on a twentieth century, nineteenth-century situation yeah, in yeah. a way that would have made it very uncomfortable. I I don't know if anyone's seen it. Um, I rewatched it um, actually over Christmas. A show that was on Channel Four a few years ago called Kiss Me First. Yes. And, it was, yes. Uh, and do you know what? I absolutely love that show. And I'm still pissed off that they haven't made the season two of it because I thought that was I thought there was a lot of promise to it. I yeah, thought there was so much that they could do. It's a very interesting way of looking at things like that, and which is getting more, which is more relevant out, this year as yeah, well. It came out the exact same time as Ready Player One, and so many people thought it was a Ready Player One ripoff because of the oh. virtual reality. And I was like, no, just watch it. It was just very watch the different. Show. It's so yeah. deep and so dark, and you know, it was just such a great drama, all in all. And it was just that it was just like you know, just the mysteries behind it, the yeah. um, like the apparent like spite of suicides, the um, just just the intrigue, just everything about it just screamed to me. This was a show that had, I think, had more going for it than most people would have let on for it. And people uh, always I, feel comfortable watched, with it, that's the thing, isn't it? And I rewatched it because I was like, do you know what? I'm going to sit through it again. I know it's going to probably never get season two, but I thought, let's just relive what I enjoyed about it in the first place. And then six episodes go by so quickly. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah definitely. Right. Um, well, we've been just just under two hours now. So um, I think we've um, stayed positive enough. There's been no sort of, uh, yeah. no nagging of, uh, of uh, 2020. So um, yeah. 2020 is looking so good and the first thing in less than two weeks we've got the first marvel tv series on disney plus we've got wandavision wandavision yeah i'm definitely looking forward to that it's going to be interesting very interesting 
it, I, do you know what? I'm still trying to figure it out myself, and I think I've got an idea of what's going to happen here, but I want to wait until at least the first episode before I start giving some actual theories and thoughts. Yeah. I've, I've got a theory. Mm-hmm. And also, that I will also, I, my, my theory about um, Bill and Ted's, this music was spot on. What? What, that, was, that, what was that? What was your? My theory was that that the children of Bill and Ted were the were the saviors. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was quite. And yeah, that's it. I know that. Um, but my theory with One Division is that it's going to be sort of the uh, cribbing on the House of M storyline, where basically it's a big chunk of it. It's a great, yeah. a great doorway for um, a certain other property Multiverse. to come in. Yes. yes. But I'm interested to see how they're going to handle it quite well. I'm also interested to see how they're going to interact with all the other series that they've got coming, especially Loki. That one really, the the Loki teaser really intrigued me. Yeah, Loki just looks mental, especially um, with the time agency as well. That's going to... Well, yeah. really um, all the switching backwards and forwards settings. Yeah, what I'm hearing about this is that Loki will actually have Kang the Conqueror in it as well, um, which obviously Kang is supposed to be the big villain for the next Ant-Man and the Wasp film, so... Ooh. It could be a good introduction. True. Okay. Uh, Going to have to get myself Disney Plus, I think. Or I'll wait until I get my new place. January, you've got One Division. March, we've got um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. May, yeah. you've got Loki. And then in the summer, you've got the What If series. Oh, that's, I, I, I used to love those comics. I really did. Oh, I've got, I've got about 10 of them. I absolutely love the What If. Um, but the What If one, I think the big thing for that, I think for a lot of fans the final ever performance of Chadwick Boseman yes. is going to be in the What If series. And basically, it's going to say, what if T'Challa was taken into space and he became, became Star-Lord? Star-Lord, yeah. I can't wait. It's going to be so good. Definitely. But... Oh, brilliant. That'll be really good. Okay. Um, uh, oh, just before we leave, did you ha- do any of you have um, Tabletop Simulator on Steam? I think I've got it somewhere. I don't think I've, I've played it. I have downloaded so many board game mods on that stuff. Like, <laughs> literally, like Warhammer, uh, Axis and Allies, um, Star Wars Rebellion, um, Hero Quest is on there. Uh, it's got, I've got so many board games on there. So I'm, I'm thinking I might try and organize a, a remote board game sort of week uh sort of night or something so we can play a, a board if people have it um i will have a look into it but at the moment you know um i was going through my receipts of the last year for the nintendo e-shop and i'm thinking oh boy yeah i need to stop spending well, <laughs> t- start i mean um what's it called uh tabletop simulator is about 12 quid 13 quid or something i think it's it's, it's, often, it's often cheaper than that if you get it in one of the sales that yeah it has every month or so and the other the mods <laughs> are all free it's just people go in and make them and stuff you can buy dlc for it but you might as well just get the mods and stuff there's loads of them um a lot of it because obviously the 40k uh tournament scene is on its ass at the minute because of the yeah. restrictions so a lot of them are playing across tabletop simulator you can play like x-wing x-wing and stuff yeah i need to find some x-wing armadas on there and things so uh i might have a look, i might have a look into that actually um if you know obviously when D doesn't take up the time and we're back in we're going to be back into the second half of the battle on thursday which is which oh, i'm looking God. forward to yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> um so yes okay 
we'll we'll leave it there you know for just two hours now so uh a good place to end it um so uh thanks to everybody who has been watching and thanks to uh to patty for all the comments much appreciated dude um um for myself i've been matt geary uh with me tonight has been john joe cosgrove take care everyone see you soon peter ray allison stay safe everyone and look out for each other and mark canty Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Happy New Year, everybody. Bye.